Welcome to Adventures of a Blonde Geisha. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Adventures of a Blonde Geisha. My name is Lisa Wilkerson, and I am the host of this podcast. Today, as you can tell by the title of this episode, we're going to be talking about these are a few of my favorite things. Yes. So there's a lot that's going on in this uh, episode. It's going to be a hodgepodge of various things. But of course, that little snippet that I just tried to sing was from one of my favorite musicals and movies of all time, The Sound of Music, which is also, fun fact, where I got my name. Um, For those of you that don't know, I know a lot of you probably already know this about me, but uh, my name comes from The Sound of Music, the oldest daughter, Liesl. Um, She's the one that sang... I am 16 going on 17. She's also the one that fell madly in love with the German soldier, Rolf. Um, So, you know, a bit of a controversial character, I guess, in the uh, Von Trapp family. But, um, and I'm going to start off with this today, I think. But, uh... Hollywood Bowl is one of the most special, one of my favorite things to do in places in Los Angeles. Every time I have friends from out of town or, you know, there are people who are getting ready to move here or whatever. Um, a lot of times my friends from Japan too, I always try to get them to go with me or go by themselves or whatever to Hollywood Bowl. It's just an amazing venue. Um, it's been around for a hundred years. Yes. It's their hundredth year anniversary. Isn't that just gorge, just grand. Um, and can you get this? I did. I actually did a report on the Hollywood Bowl. Um, I, I will get back to our topic about sound and music, but um, I did a topic uh, for J-Wave for, you know, the radio station that I've been working with for years and years and years. And um, they wanted to, the topic was, um, and this was actually in 2021. So this was last year. And the topic was things that are opening up during COVID and things are still not open. And, you know, the topic was music and concerts. And I talked about the Hollywood Bowl and I talked about how even during the war, Hollywood Bowl somehow would stay open. It wasn't open every day, but they were still having events. And that for the first time in their history, they actually had to completely shut down because, of course, COVID. Um, but now I get back to our topic, uh, one of our topics. And Hollywood Bowl is just a super special place, in my opinion. It's an outdoor venue, and it's in the shape of a bowl. Um, so you get incredible acoustics. And depending on the event that's happening that night... You can bring your own food, you can bring, well, you can always bring your own food, I guess, but you can bring your own drink and that includes alcohol um, if it's a quote unquote Hollywood sanctioned event. 
Right. Which means that it's a Hollywood Bowl event. Well, one of the things that they do every year is their Sound of Music sing-along. In fact, um, and I am doing this episode um, on September 18th, Sunday. However, I believe it was yesterday, the 17th, that they actually had the Sound of Music sing-along. Anyway, I went with a friend of mine to see the Hollywood Bowl Sound of Music sing-along about five years ago. I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going. I'm so excited. I'm in town. I'm not traveling. So I can go and, you know, I'm get, You know, I'll just be able to see myself on screen. It'll be fabulous, right? So I, you know, when I was like, yes, I'm the original Liesl. Ha 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 ha. I mean, I wasn't because obviously Liesl in the film came out first, but, um, you know, so I was super stoked and it's such a fabulous movie. It really is. But so, the, you know, the movie started and it was so wonderful to just be outdoors watching it on a big screen with the L.A. Philharmonic Orchestra doing the sound, the music for the, you know, the score. Um, and then Liesl shows up on the screen and I'm like, oh, there she is. Um, you know, this is, I think, that scene where she's being really you know, she's kind of being a real jerk to Julie Andrews, where she's like, I'm 16 and I don't need a governess or whatever she does. I, I don't even remember. But um, but anyway, she shows up on the scene. And what do you know? People all over the Hollywood Bowl took out these little laser pointers and they were pointing at her nostrils and they were booing her. I couldn't believe it. I was so traumatized by that i was like what she's considered the villain in this oh my gosh so it was between her and then of course you know the governess who was the super hot sexy you know um woman that was originally dating captain von trapp until you know he fell in love with julie andrews but anyway i just i'm so traumatized by that so funny uh, but of course, it's still one of my favorite movies and, you know, getting to see the um, Sound of Music sing along at Hollywood Bowl is a fabulous uh, experience. And, you know, they do a lot of other ones, too. They do stuff with John Williams, who, of course, is famous for all his scoring that he does with the Star Wars films and um, Back to the Future. And, you know, there's all kinds of really wonderful, entertaining content throughout the year with Hollywood Bowl. So I just went to Hollywood Bowl um, last weekend. Ah, yes, it was last weekend. It was actually September 11th. Uh, And so a week ago when I'm, you know, recording this, which of course, September 11, 9-11, Um, Duran Duran was performing and it was the end of their tour. The last day they had three days at Hollywood Bowl. This was the final day. And so I went with a friend of mine from Tokyo and wow, 
What a show. They just were fabulous. I've really, I've always, of course, I grew up with the 80s and I grew up with Duran Duran. Um, And then kind of fun fact is that um, a friend of mine from Tokyo actually knows uh, one of the guys from Duran Duran. They have a, you know, company um, that they do actually with the Duran Duran member. And I'm not going to say the name of the person or anything, but, um, and, you know, so I have actually met because of this connection and because this friend of mine actually was a neighbor of mine in Tokyo for a very, for quite a while. Um, I've met Simon Laban a couple times and I remember the first time I met him, I was coming from a long day of DJing. At that, that day, I was, you know, in Shibuya, um, part of Tokyo that I used to do this DJing HMV, which if you've listened to some of my podcast episodes, you know, I'm sure you've heard that I DJed at HMV, this uh, CD retail store for a long time. It's one of my favorite gigs. I loved it because I got to just play all kinds of music, um, you know, including stuff that I loved all the time. Um, so I was coming back from a long day at work and I'm walking down the hill, you know, getting ready to turn to the street where my apartment is. And at the bottom of the hill is like this cute little mom pop shop. And, you know, they've got vending machines outside the shop. And, um, of course, cause it's Japan, there's a beer vending machine. So I'm walking down and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, Simon LeBon in front of my beer machine at my local mom and pop shop. And it was so funny because I was watching him and he was standing in front of the beer machine. He was looking up, kind of squinting, and he was holding up these coins, which obviously he was trying to figure out which coin he needed to put into the beer machine in order to get his beer. And uh, so I'm walking and then I get to where he is. He's like, and he all of a sudden kind of like looks up at me. He's like, oh, hello. Um, And I was like, hi, you know, and I just kept walking. And, you know, he's still trying to figure out the whole beer machine thing. And then I see my friend and my friend's like, oh, Lisa, hey, did you just, did you meet Nick? Nick, this is Lisa, Lisa. And we're like, hi, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, but that experience just really kind of stuck to, you know, with me because it was just so funny to see him, you know, in my neighborhood, like at my beer machine. I mean, just so random crazy. Another time I met him was actually at the opening of a new studio in Tokyo. And it was really funny because, you know, the whole band was there and there was a lot of alcohol going on. And so, I remember he kept coming up to me and asking me the same question the whole night. And I'm like, ah, wait, wait a minute. Um, you just asked me that question. Uh, hello, is someone drunk? And uh, so, yeah, so I've, I've just got, you know, my interact from my very limited, obviously, interaction with them. I've always been a big fan and I've always thought that they're incredibly talented. And so I was very excited to go see the show and it was really good. I mean, obviously they've been on tour for the past couple months. So, you know, they are very, it's a, you know, well-oiled machine 
you know, by the end of a tour, but they're also probably tired. I'm sure, you know, it's touring is not an easy thing to do. Um, but they sounded great. Uh, the visuals were really, really good. And Simon LeBont sounded really good. So it was a really cool experience. And then, of course, the 9-11 was their last day of the show. And the Queen of England, rest in peace, had just passed away. So both flags, which are at either side of the Hollywood Bowl, you have the American, the U.S. flag, and then you have the California flag, and they were both at half mass. Um, And he, you know, so Simon gets to the microphone is like, in case you're wondering why, you know, both the flags are at half mass is because obviously the queen passing, but also because today is a very important day as well for, you know, because of 9-11s and they did a dedication, um, their song, No Ordinary World. And um, it was really beautiful and it was really well done. And so, yeah, it was a great show. I was really impressed. So one of the things that I've been doing, and I mean, this has been, I feel like it's been going on for the past year, year and a half or so, but I've really been in this groove of wanting to see people who have influenced me and my life in music, um, all these amazing creators, artists, bands, I'm trying to see them now before they retire. It's a weird, it's kind of weird because I don't think of myself as retired. Well, I can't retire for a long time, but um, so I'm trying to see a lot of people now. Right. And so Duran Duran was one check. Um, another one that I'm going to see that I'm very excited about that I've really been wanting to see is Billy Joel. And, you know, he does, he actually has this thing with Madison Square Garden. Of course, he's a New Yorker, right? So Madison Square Garden is as New York as you get. And apparently he has this residency kind of with uh, Madison Square Garden where he performs there once a month. So he's performing. I think he just performed in August. He's got a date in September and then October and then one in November. I'm going to be in New York in November. And it right after the job that I have in November, um, he has a show at Madison Square Garden. So I'm going to go see him in his element going by myself, you know, I'm like, shoot, I can't miss this opportunity. I'm going to do it. And you know, this is the whole thing right now. I think with my mentally, I feel that I don't want to miss moments. I want to create moments. Like I'm just not, you know, it's, I don't know. Are you guys feeling this way? It's, I think everything that we've all collectively as the world or even as America or whatever, you know, we've been going through so much, especially the past couple of years, obviously with COVID and whatnot. But um, I, you know, I just want to have experiences and I want to 
especially music for me, but also travel is super important. I love traveling. I love getting to connect with people. This is one of the things that I love the most about what I do. Absolutely. Um, so yes, so Billy Joel's coming up. Still haven't decided my next one after that, but I'll figure it out. I'm sure. Um, oh, and then another experience. Speaking of travel, I, yesterday I booked a flight to Tokyo. So excited. Um, I have not been to Tokyo, to Japan since 2019, November of 2019. And, you know, I mean, obviously like they've been shut down from the world. So, um, but they are going to be opening up now. And I decided to, you know, get ahead of things and get a ticket. So I booked my ticket, baby. I'm going in December. I booked my hotel. Um, yeah. And I think I'm going to do it. And, you know, if I figure out that you know, it's going to be difficult or whatever, then I'll just cancel before. But I'm super, super excited about going to Tokyo. One of my favorite things about the Christmas season in Japan, and I do miss this a lot, is, you know, in Japan, people don't have big houses, right? Here in America, people put up or out in the yard or whatever, wherever they put their Christmas decorations, but they do it all over. And so kind of get you in the mood, you know, and um, in Japan, they don't have that luxury. So there are quite a few pockets of the city that engage in that. They have these incredible Christmas illuminations, as they call it, right? Um, Some of them are really beautiful shows and feature robotics and there's just all kinds of gorgeous decorations for Christmas time in the city and not just in Tokyo this is all over Japan and I thought you know when would I like to go because I was I was debating I was like okay January probably good time to go because not very many people are going to go but then I thought oh but I love the Christmas lights in Tokyo the city you know it's just so ah uh, it's just really gorgeous so I decided that I'm going to do that and I'm going to go then so that's my plan y'all I just can't wait um some of my favorite things about Tokyo And this would be really starting around now in the season, but growing up as a kid, you know, this was September, October. Of course, I was in school doing volleyball. So I remember taking Japanese pears, which we call nashi. I remember like freezing them or putting them in the refrigerator and then taking them with me to school. And if I can find a refrigerator, which, you know, hardly ever happens, but I would take that and I would have that as my snack. Um, This is one of my favorite foods in Japan in the fall. Isn't it weird? Because it's like, what? What do you mean Japanese pear? But so good. And I've had the Japanese pears here in America, and they are nothing like the nashi in Japan. Oh my gosh. 
far cry. The ones in Japan are so juicy and crisp, just delicious. I it is one of my favorite things for sure. And then also, of course, yakimo, which is the sweet potatoes, usually roasted, you know,、um, and they taste so good. Um, that was like candy. I think I've mentioned that on an episode before, but that's another thing that I think of when I think of the fall.、Um, so, yeah, so the nashi, the yakimo, and then definitely the mushrooms during this time are so fab because this is when the season, right? When the seasons change. And Japanese do such a good job of incorporating that, right, in their omotenashi, their cooking, and, you know, where they do the omakase and they farm to table, basically, is what it is. But、um, another thing is kuri. I'm kind of not, not on the fence with kuri. I enjoy kuri, but I only enjoy certain versions. I like kuri. Like kuri, like which are chestnuts. I like the roasted chestnuts that they sell in Japan. Those are good, not too sweet.、Um, and that's another very big fall、uh, flavor. You know, you see that all over in the kombini and everything in Japan, right? The convenience stores.、Um, you have chocolate that's in kuri or chestnut. You have, I mean, you know. Japan likes to do that, right? They like to use all the seasons, come out with snacks of every single thing from that season. And, and that is,、uh, speaking of favorite things, that's another one of my favorite things. When I go to Tokyo on this trip in December, here's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to get to the airport, right? Haneda is where I'm arriving at. And get settled in first day, go to the convenience store, see what they have in terms of super unique that looks delicious potato chips because Japan has some of the best potato chips I've ever had. So I'll buy some of those and then I'll also buy some chocolate that I think, oh, this sounds yummy. And you know, so I'll buy a few like savory and sweet. Okashi, as they call it, or, or snacks or treats, and take them home to the or to the hotel with me、um, and try them out. That's, I love doing that. And then while I'm there, and here are two other things that I always do whenever I go to Japan. I always make sure that I have, and it doesn't matter, even if it's in the winter, in the dead of winter, I always want to get cold soba with tempura. Or tenzaru, as they call it in Japanese. So I will be getting that. I will be doing the kombini. And I will also be doing the tonkatsu, which is the breaded cutlet. Fabulous, fabulous.、Uh, just so decadent and so juicy.、Um, yeah, that's going to be my other thing. So usually tonkatsu, I have more than once, though. I won't lie, two or three times if I can. Um, but yeah, so those are some of my favorite things that I will be. So I'm going to start visualizing them now and get ready for when I, you know, go to Japan in December. But anyway, so those are the hodgepodge 
scenario situations that I'm bringing up in this episode of my favorite things. And yeah, it's very exciting, guys. I have a lot of interviews coming up as well for my podcast. So please look forward to those. And once more, I don't know. I don't think I say it enough, but thank you so much for all your support for listening. Um, I really appreciate it. And I'm so happy that I started this podcast. You know, I've been wanting to do it for so long and I've just kind of scared myself out of it. So, you know, you can do it. That's another thing, guys. Don't be afraid. Here's one thing that I keep learning over and over again. You know, sometimes we are our worst enemy and we talk ourselves out of things like, oh, no, people won't enjoy it. People won't have interest or no, I won't be able to do a good job or whatever. Right. Don't feel that way. Like you never know until you try one and two, put yourself out there, man. This is how you grow. And this is also how good things happen. So from now on, experiences, you know, whether they be food, whether they be music, travel, um, I'm putting myself out there. So thank you for joining me for my journey. And I look forward to seeing you next time on Adventures of a Blonde Geisha. This is Liesl wishing you lots of love, lots of peace. Ta-ta! See you again next time. Sayonara! Come on.